Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, and backing us up at safety is Dave Barnett. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, good, right, mate. Yeah, good, not bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pleased that we finally got round to recording. It's taken a while to get here, but <laughs> yeah, um, partly uh, because me and Tom were having a flag football conversation. Um, and it wasn't really good for the podcast. No. Well, no, the fact was, Brad said he was going to make a cuppa, and then. Me and Tom just started chatting away because we're like, okay, Brad will say something when he gets back. We were chatting for a good 15 minutes, and then Brad all of a sudden goes, so when are we going to get started? And we were like... (laughs) He'd just been sat listening to us for like 10 minutes. I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) You weird bastard. Just say something. (laughs) in flag football. I thought I could hear some like heavy breathing, but obviously (laughs) that was just Brad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that would be surfing the net at the time. <laughs> Just carry on, lads. After dark. Arrowheads <laughs> <laughs> abroad podcast. After dark. After dark, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you two are all chummy with me at the minute, but I've got a bone to pick with you two. Why? What Previous have we done? podcast. What was all that about? It was good, though. Good, what? Good quality content. It was very good, I'll agree. <laughs> it was very good. But, I know uh, that it's, it's a foreign concept to you, that Brad. But. Yeah. I was actually listening back going, God, am I actually part of this? <laughs> so privileged that these guys yeah. let me join in every week. Yeah. Do I sound like this every week? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you two were conspiring against me to try and get me off the podcast yet again because you had your good friend on there, Mr. Craig Stout. I mean, to be fair, that's the first time we've had him on. Yeah, mm. and you seem to get on like a house on fire. We do. Well, yeah. he, he actually likes football. Yeah, I was going to say. But because you were getting on so well, it makes me wonder whether you've been doing secret podcasts behind my back. Well, this is now the... Well, that was the second podcast in a week or two. That It was me and Dave or me and Dave and someone else. Yeah. So we're slowly but surely getting to where <laughs> yeah. we want to be as a show. And yeah. it's going to be a lot of good quality content minus a Geordie yeah this is the plan all along when when we set out with the podcast this was always the plan to be fair you so, don't hear many podcasts with a Geordie on it do you there's a reason for yeah, that yeah I was going to say <laughs> especially especially one going out to foreigners like <laughs> who were going I don't understand what he's saying yeah Americans yeah. must like listen to our podcast and think, "Oh my god, listen to like the difference in accents because we have got three separate accents." There's no yeah. denying that. Yeah. Yeah. But in comparison, England's such a small country yeah. to America, and yet our accents are so vastly different. I don't know why it's like that, America. Dave might because he knows everything, but in general, uh, we have different accents for no reason that can be explained. I could go an hour up the road and they talk really silly. Yeah. And um, really part, I, I'd imagine it's partly to do with the age of the country itself. That would be my best guess, because obviously America sort of spread out from the one location 
you know, sort of the northeast eventually and spread over the country, whereas obviously England's been around as a country for, you know, many, many more centuries. Um, mm. So probably has developed more over time. But that'd be my best guess. Like, sounds like the History Channel podcast now. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like we said, high quality content. Yeah, exactly. Why? Is it, why do you always talk crap like that when I'm on? <laughs> Just saying. You're lowering it to my level. Yeah, but you know, we wanted to get you know make you feel involved again, bro. <laughs> Feeling com- like comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking to like normal people. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, go and listen to it. It is actually really good. Um, Craig Stout on there from Arrowhead Pride uh, really gives us a good uh, yes, kind of weird, defensive breakdown, doesn't he? We always get more listens as well. So only a few yeah. more. You know, just just saying. Just saying. All right. Okay. I don't want to like belittle your efforts, Brad, because you, know, <laughs> you do put in effort. Yeah, by winging it. <laughs> Yeah, that's to be fair. That was literally his, his. Yeah, before we started tonight, what are we do? Just winging it. Just winging it. Yeah. And Just this is why we're trying to get rid of you, Brad. <laughs> this exact reason. All right. Should we just move on to football? Shall we? Please. Uh, shall I do the news first before we get into the actual game? The news. The news. Uh, a little bit of news. Uh, apparently, our good friend Juwan. Uh, Joanne Thornhill went stride for stride with Tyreek Hill today in training camp. Massive shock. Massive shock horror that uh, apparently somebody is as fast as a cheetah. Sorry, is that news? That's news, yeah. <laughs> it is news, though, isn't it? Somebody well, went stride for stride. Said, he went stride for stride for him, but is this from, like, lining up opposite him? Or is yeah, this, like, like, having 15, 15 yards, yards off the line <laughs> of scrimmage? Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah, the first two steps. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm all for, like, feel-good stories from camp and stuff like this, but this just feels like content for the sake of content yeah. <laughs> to, to me this like, is classic brad this guy's now my favorite player so i'm gonna big him up in any way possible cough demarcus robinson this cough. is big news if you say so brad but you, all you're saying is oh yeah juan Thornhill can keep up with the fastest player in the league so what does that mean he can keep up with any player in the league now is this is this is this the story brad yeah excellent <laughs> Thanks Generalism. for your Generalism input. Best. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, wait. Is Craig about? Can we just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad, you're not really like, doing very well in your return. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I bring the comedy value. In fact, I am the comedy. Everyone's laughing at you, not with exactly, you, Brad. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The other news, which isn't actually Chiefs related, it is actually Raiders related. And I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, is it Antonio Brown by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> talking of comedy. Talking about comedy and clowns. The uh, Raiders yeah. just... Oh. Antonio Brown's helmet saga. I'm not wearing that helmet. I'm going to retire. It's Sorry, Antonio Brown's me. helmet saga? Yeah. <laughs> Do you maybe want to rephrase that? <laughs> He's, he's threatened to retire if he doesn't actually wear his, his old helmet, uh, which I wanted to get your thoughts on this because, I mean, because how, have you heard of a crazier story? Apparently, line? being able to see the football slightly better, you know, is more important than brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just mental, isn't he? I think, I think he, he might already have brain damage in some way because the, some of the stuff that he does and says and the way he goes about his business, there, I, there might be something wrong there, you know. I think it's, I, it might be a bit worrying. Sure it's not just ego, though. I think it is, because there's a lot of talk. He was bad in high school and college as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
it doesn't shock me that he's like this now that he's been paid the big bucks in the NFL. Um, I think obviously coming into the league as a sixth round pick, you kind of have to shut up a little bit and work hard because hmm. nobody will really deal with that kind of drama from a sixth round pick. You just get cut faster than you could, you know, say anything. But once he got paid, I don't think he cares anymore, and he just reverted back to type. I don't know if it's as simple as that. You know, I've, I've, I'm, I worry there's there's something wrong there because just this whole saga just doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, you know, there's, but, there's being mean, a diva, and then, just, there's, then, then there's this. Look at like I, I just look at other guys that you know have been around in the league longer than he has and taken as big a hits, if not more hits, than he has, and you know perfectly stable sensible human beings like football has divas it's always been the case you know look at Terrell Owens for example you have those characters appear every now and again and I think he's just one of those and I think he's kind of at the point where he's made a shit ton of money and he doesn't really care anymore Mm. Mm -hmm. that's literally all yeah I'm sure I think every football player to an extent has probably got some level of brain damage i think it's hard to not play a sport with you know a high impact sport like that and not sort of suffer some sort of damage but i think that's just a a get out for antonio brown i think he's just an ego and not a good person to have in the locker room well his timing is perfect because i cannot wait for the next episode of hard knocks when no, myself really. to be honest um I, I do feel sorry for some of the guys in the raiders organization actually like because i quite like gruden i'm not gonna lie i quite like gruden and i like mayock as well and they're two two guys that are relatively new into their job and in their first full season together they're gonna have to deal with antonio brown pulling this stunt and i just yeah i just don't know where they go from here because they've invested a lot a lot into antonio brown they're expecting him to be their flagship guy their superstar when they move to vegas and there's every chance that this time next year he won't even be with the team it's just madness um really surprised me in this first episode of hard knocks though I always thought it was very hard, you know, like a hard court head coach who really, you know, goes at the players and all that. Be playing playing up to the cameras though. There'll be stuff that won't be on camera that Mm. you will not see. Yeah, but I mean, for for example, when he was having that chat with um, safety, he's got Abram. That lad was he was literally almost like taking the piss out of him in a way, wasn't he? And just not not listening to what Gruden was saying. Um, and then you've got this Antonio Brown incident that's going on at the moment, or two incidents that he's had with, you know, with his feet and everything mm. as well. And you just think, you know, has he kind of lost it a little bit, Gruden? I don't for think he cares. So, so long out the, out the league? I don't think he cares. No? Just go to the, you know, the, there was that website that got made when he signed that contract about how much money has John Gruden made mm. since you visited the webpage. <laughs> and it's literally insane amounts of money. And yeah. it's basically a guaranteed contract as well for 10 years he's wow. he can do whatever the hell he wants and it doesn't matter the raiders still have to pay him yeah. he's got, like that's the problem with giving out contracts like that it basically puts a coach in a position where they can't be fired like do you know what i mean it doesn't matter what gruden does like are you really going to take the hit on that contract <laughs> no chance yeah, that's a big deal isn't it big deal um all right let's get on to the chiefs Preseason game. Uh, Chiefs football is back. 
Uh, we were really excited about it. I stayed up and watched it at one o'clock. Did you? Wow. Tom? No. 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 I have so it? so many better things to do than watch a preseason game oh, no, I involving guess, I third and fourth stringers. Slave to the cause. I'm suppose I'm in a way training myself. Yeah, I suppose. Like, fair play to anyone that did stay up and watch it. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just for me, I would, I would sooner just catch a replay and stay in bed on Saturday night exactly. <laughs> as opposed to um, get up and watch it like, be really into it then my homes goes off to after a drive and then I think oh now I'm watching Chad Henney then a drive after that he goes off and Carl Schumer comes in now I'm watching Carl Schumer now I'm watching Chase Luton oh god what am I doing <laughs> like, it's just, it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could be in bed right the, now the only game I kind of get hyped for is the third preseason game because the starters play a little bit longer mm. yeah. other than that meh yeah. It's but, preseason. Like most of the guys playing any significant snaps, especially when you get to the second half, probably won't even be on the roster come mm. September. So yeah, it's you know it, it's fun. Like it's good to have football back, and it you know you that excitement builds for the regular season, but it's still just like it's not quite the real thing. It's not quite, is it? No, I mean it's still it's still had that excitement. I mean, our head was mm-hmm. very loud. Yeah, um, yeah, very loud. That's uh, the Mahomes effect, though. Yeah, like, yeah, this this team, and I think the city knows that they are on the cusp of something big. So okay. the excitement is uh, heightened, should we say? So the, I, I did think that early on in the game that Arrowhead would have a regular season feel to it. Okay, it might not have been as full, but it, again, like you said, when you're watching the replay, you can hear hear the crowd and I just I just think that is because everyone knows that what this team could possibly achieve this year mm-hmm. and I yeah. suppose Mahomes didn't help you know quieten the crowd down with that first pass he had with uh, to Kelsey on that first drive that yeah that was one hell of a pass that I mean I don't know if you've seen it on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs social media but they, they actually had a, a vision mm-hmm. uh, an in-house yeah, vision of what Mahomes saw before he threw that and I mean where he placed it and where Kelsey was at the time and they met in the middle it was just it was just beautiful wasn't it <laughs> I mean I'm convinced that Kelsey wasn't open like he I mean the, he, I had, always, he had a stride he's, I'll he's fan, always open I'll always fancy Kelsey against a linebacker to be perfectly honest but he didn't but, look open though did he no, yeah. and he had he had a stride on him, which I suppose you could say is enough. That's for open Kelsey. in the NFL. That, that That's is, open yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. and but it's still, it's a tough, tough throw for Mahomes. Now I don't, I honestly don't know if Mahomes will throw a prettier ball than that this entire year. Like he's already set his first pass of the season or preseason. He's already set his bar so so high with that one pass, and you you look, people are turning around saying, "Oh, could there be a regression for Mahomes this year?" Well, based on that one drive, absolutely not. He's going to be even better. The drive was basically perfect. Yeah, yeah. beautiful drive. Um, and yeah, he, he got taken off straight away after that, didn't he? And then mm-hmm. uh, the, the rest of the game was yeah. just open for... Uh, Everyone's uh, hearts were in mouths a little yeah. bit, though, on yeah. that scramble. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that scramble where he gets to the goal line and he made the smart decision. And I was like, 
that's that's smart that yeah yeah i like what you did there i'm not gonna lie i sat there sunday morning watching the replay of it and then obviously the the, i was watching that drive and i saw my home start to scramble and then all of a sudden i smelt something and then i was like looking at my at my sons and i was thinking has one of you pooed and then i (laughs) then i realized that it could have possibly quite possibly been me as my house was running towards the goal line Um, yeah (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, a year ago, he's taking that hit, one hundred percent. Oh, I mean, regular season, he's taking that hit. I think as well. pre like, season, he's taking that hit. Maybe as maybe. well. Last year, I think but he's just had grown more so to prove. Much. I think last year as well, potentially. But. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. But I think he realizes now how important he actually is. And, yeah. And just imagine the rollicking that he would have got from Andy I Reid mean, had he taken a I th- hit. I think you only have to look at how much better he's taken care of himself this mm. off season. You know. They kind of there were jokes thrown about about his enjoyment of Kansas City barbecue at times last year and I don't know if any of you guys follow him in, on any social media, but that guy's been putting in work in the off season. He legitimately looks in really good shape compared to at times last year where I thought he looked a little bit Chubby. Chubby, shall we say? Round around the edges. I think it's literally just that you know everything it's sort of he's realized the position he's in and he is the face of this franchise for the next 15 years and potentially the face of the nfl for the next 15 years and it's just i think all coming together for him now and it's just like as i say he looks in much better shape and i think that'll have a positive effect on him on the field as well yeah yeah the nfl certainly suits Patrick Mahomes, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, would you say that was the, the the big high point of that game? Would you say, or was there any other high points that you felt in that preseason game that you thought, yeah? yeah are you are you trying to lead this towards a certain I'm player not, by I'm any by any chance, Brad? No. <laughs> I thought I thought the way they used Miko Hardman was a positive yes. uh, on Saturday. And if you're a defensive coordinator now in this league and you're seeing what Miko Hardman did on Saturday, seeing the way he scored his touchdown. You are shitting a brick. Um, To put it politely, (laughs) Um, thinking about playing the Chiefs this year because all I can imagine is the Chiefs jet sweep emotioning Miko Hardman away from Tyreek Hill to the other side of the field. And if you're a defensive coordinator or a linebacker or a safety, you're thinking, what the hell am I supposed to do? Am I yeah. meant to shift with that speed of Miko Hardman or do I stay because this Tyreek Hill the other side? Like, but, what do you possibly do about it? I also think it's sort of going to help um, Hardman's transition. Um, kind of similar. It seems almost very similar with, to what they did with Tyreek Hill in mm-hmm. his first year. Yeah where they're not asking him to do too much, you know, they'll keep the route tree reasonably simple, but they'll get him involved in the, you know, in the offense in other ways on these jet sweeps, you know, getting him motion about and that kind of thing. Obviously special teams, I think, you know, he'll have some involvement there because I struggle to see Smith sticking on the roster Mm -hmm. as it stands. So yeah, it'll be little wrinkles as ways to get him involved in the game, not necessarily always as an out-and-out receiver, uh, similar to how, yeah, Reed did with Hill mm-hmm. his first year in the league. Yeah. Is there anything um, on the defensive side that you particularly enjoyed uh, um, or, or felt improved? I, I enjoyed watching them tackle properly. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, I know it's such a minute thing, but when as we start, talked with Craig on the last podcast, it's the little things that the Chiefs are seeming to get right in Chiefs camp and training camp, which are going to make the world of difference going forward. And it just seemed like everyone was tackling well. Uh, on Saturday, which Especially it's just the run, yeah. it's just a huge plus. Like I remember that run. I think it was uh, Royce Freeman, was it last year against Denver in Denver, um, where I think five or six players missed a tackle and somehow he scored when he was dead to rights and should have been done for a loss. But five or six players missed a tackle and that was it. And that just summed up the Chiefs of last year. And mm-hmm. um, but this year, if they can get fundamentals right, get tackling right, and it looks like they're starting on the right path to do that, then it's going to make a world of difference. Yeah, I think we sort of touched on it last week like they're not having to think too much now they're just going out there this is their assignment do this mm-hmm. R- rather than constantly having this read and react kind of thing and m- making them think a little bit too much um, they seem to have and- a clue didn't they about what their like you say their assignments were they, they, mm. they seem to have more of a clue this time and it, it's quite impressive to think that Spags has done that much work in such a short space of time as well. I know it's yeah. only been pre-season one, but and especially if you look at the personnel that are out there, like after the the missed fumble uh, or the, the the overturned fumble, they pulled all the defensive starters out. Well, most of them anyway. Honey Badger only played two snaps. Chris Jones only played two snaps. Frank Clark didn't start. Okafor didn't play. Uh, Ogba didn't play. There was a lot of guys missing from from that unit, and so the guys that were in there, they knew they had an opportunity, and it looked like they used. It quite well they held the Bengals to 14 points which is good in any NFL game just no matter how, what what um, the, the situation it's played in so yeah um, I, I yeah there was positives there there's, there's still a long way to go they the first drive did look a lot like Bob Sutton's defense in some aspects like it was dink and dunk their way down the field and there was no really no real stop to be made there's a couple of passes yeah, that hit over but, the top but I there were still things in there that you can point to and go actually they were improved. It is the week one of preseason. Yeah, it's they're get not better. trying to. They're not trying to show too much either. That's yeah. why you know you've got to take that into consideration because mm-hmm. I think that was, you know, people were worried about the Chiefs' offense last year after preseason. Yeah, and it was just like you know they're not showing. Mm-hmm. You know they're not showing everything. Yeah. yeah, they're not opening that playbook up. They're going to keep things reasonably simple. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to show any new stuff. Um, why? Why would you do it? Why mm-hmm. would you give opponents? film on you Mm. this early it doesn't make sense you know and same from the offensive perspective but that's why it is positive because it seemed like they were executing the stuff that we we did run last year very well and so obviously if you throw in the new wrinkles as well Mm -hmm. you know you you think the sky's the limit the term vanilla is the most overused term in august i think what is it vanilla vanilla Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems just running vanilla offenses and defenses, yeah. just keeping it pretty plain, not trying to do too much and not trying to give too much away. Yeah. Even though I'm actually a vanilla milkshake fan, it's what I go for. Why? I, I do. I, so, oh god, you're such a boring person. <laughs> <burst. laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm chocolate all the way. What's chocolate. wrong with you people? Well, uh, chocolate's too overpowering, too overwhelming. Yeah, you I'm guys not. are weird. I, I, I don't <laughs> like you. <anyway. laughs> End the podcast. That's it. Done. Uh, is, was there anything that you you felt you wasn't you weren't impressed with, or you felt that the Chiefs could work on a little bit more? Uh, I personally wasn't impressed with the depth of wide receiver, but at the same time, I think there's been too much made 
about the depth at wide receiver and its importance because yeah. I, I, I looked, I had a look earlier at last year's receiving stats and receivers not named Conley, Robinson, Hill and Watkins. Do you know how many receptions they combined for in total in the regular season? I'm going to say two. No, it was seven. Oh, That's okay. four receivers combined for seven receptions last D, it year. It was probably like half of those, right? No, he he didn't get any in the regular oh, season at all. Right. No, it was um, Marcus no, Kemp, no. right? Um, yeah. DeAnthony Thomas, uh, the fat that one that we saw, the fat one we signed from the Bills. The uh, oh Benjamin, yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. That's yeah. his name, yeah, and one other. So yeah, they they really didn't contribute at all in the offense. And I think the the receivers on Saturday that did step in didn't play particularly well but they're not yep. being judged on that they're being judged on their special teams ability that's what they're going to make their the roster on and that's what you need to keep an eye on the best the best receivers at special teams will be the ones that make the roster that's why I like especially like in Marcus that sixth, that sixth spot as yeah. well you know one through four they're the guys that you're looking to you know consistently make plays mm-hmm. uh, you know the fifth and sixth guys you want them to be able to contribute but yeah especially when you know you've got a guy like Dave Tao but you know as you, you special teams coordinator you know he's looking for guys that are going to contribute and mm. help to make the special teams there's no no coincidence since that Tao's taken over that the Chiefs have consistently been one of the best special teams units in the league and mm-hmm. um, you know probably will continue to be so but I would say like I think you know a lot of people are making a lot of noise about Byron Pringle um through camp and thought he might make the roster but didn't have the greatest game mm-hmm. I don't think um, and then when you take into account there's probably guys better on special teams than him he's probably got an uphill struggle to make the roster at this point I would have thought yeah he, he needs to ball out in his preseason games to stand a chance and he was yeah. targeted targeted three times on Saturday night it didn't for no receptions okay some of them weren't his fault but even still, you you want to be trying to make some catches if you're going to try yeah. and nail down a roster spot. Yeah, uh, I'm going to ask a few questions from uh, our listeners here. Actually, no, 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 no. no, no, no I want to no. get on to one a particular one. Okay, go on then. Why? What do you want to say then? Well, no, I'm sitting there thinking like there's a player that you want to talk about, Brad. There is, and this this question links to it really. Okay, we knew it was coming. We knew we should talk about him. He was legitimately the best player and the most promising one on Saturday night. So who, yeah, who, I, who I'm, was that? Barry Allen. Yeah, <laughs> Barry Allen. Yeah, we have nicknamed him Barry Allen. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, all I can say is, lads, I was right. <laughs> No, 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 Fre- no, 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 no. Fred Williams, Frankie Hammond Jr. Um, these a li- there's a list of players that have played well in the preseason and then gone on to do absolutely nothing in the NFL. And so I'm not having this at Darwin Thompson. This is the second coming of Jamal Charles after one preseason game. Well, I'm not saying he's going to be the second coming of Jamal Charles, but he's. You know, but you're getting you're being smug already. He's, well, yeah, yeah, it's too early to be smug, Brad. And despite the fact that you're definitely not the only person that's ever bigged up. Darwin Thompson since yeah. we drafted him yeah. like this isn't you haven't discovered Darwin Thompson I have. I this is well, you, we're not making this like the Legion of Zoom thing this is not going to happen at the end of the day me and Dave are the ones for calling us calling for the Chiefs to draft Patrick Mahomes two months before they yeah. did so we're the ones that get the real leg up here okay yeah I was going to say franchise Ruben quarterback Foster. or Ruben Franchi- Foster yeah I think Ruben it was Foster, yeah. Yeah. yeah franchise we're, quarterback we're definitely going to get him we're definitely going to get Ruben Foster let's know yeah. shut up you don't know what you're about yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, yeah, talking about the and this is match. why we get great Craig. People <laughs> like Craig, and yeah. <laughs> All right, talking about the running backs, we've got another Craig here who's asking a question. Craig Potter, uh, looks fairly likely we might see a running back committee approach uh, yep. with the roster depth. Is this a good yep. thing? The talent, apparently there's talent everywhere and using it and everything, or I mean, it's, a it's, bad thing? It's not good for fantasy owners, but oh. from the Chiefs' perspective, yeah, it's positive. You know, when you can sort of chop and change guys and it doesn't really have any effect on how the offense moves and... Mm-hmm. Uh, keeps you know going along, then yeah, that that can only be a positive thing. And I, I think it's a deep running back group, um, you know, all the way through. From sorry, was that Brad having a, a sneeze attack then that you just <laughs> just heard the start? A lot, <laughs> yeah, heard the start of a sneeze and then it suddenly went silent, and I was like, oh, there, there we go. My, my, yeah, the mute button was like a little bit too far away. <laughs> um, sorry. But, yeah, it's alright mate, don't worry about it See, this is why we're trying to get rid of him <laughs> um, Craig Stout wouldn't have done it would he? Yeah. Oh, Ryan. Or Ryan no. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's a deep running back group And I say I I wouldn't feel Uncomfortable with any of the four guys That are likely to make the roster Being in there at any any Point during a game um, And Yeah, I, I kind of it's one of those positions Especially when you look at Damian Williams, like he's never been a feature back throughout his career. Um, so it, you know, it's almost like you kind of were maybe expecting a little bit too much and always kind of had that feeling in your back of your mind that, especially with the Carlos Hyde signing, that maybe that this was what was always sort of being planned in the background. Yeah. Talking about Carlos Hyde, he's been getting a bit of flack recently hasn't he just after that one game that everyone's going you know he's he's probably not the the signing that we were hoping he was going well, to it's preseason i'm it's not going to lie i thought carlos hyde had a interception at one point um because for some strange reason oh, they yeah. they give they can give two players the same number in, yeah. in preseason and i didn't realize that until until saturday night and uh, they obviously went for this Hal mary and then next you know carlos hyde or so i thought was carlos yeah. hyde is well, the running. commentator said carlos hyde <laughs> what's notice? going on like, what world am i living in interception carlos hyde like what um but, wow, uh, he's got wheels <laughs> yeah. but um no carlos hyde it's tough to Go after him after one preseason game, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the, exactly. the guy's got bags of experience. Okay, he hasn't played particularly well the last year, but I personally love him. I think he's a, a good, good running back and will have plenty to offer. He's he, he's north south. He's very aggressive in the run, goes in hard, and I I, I think down the goal line is probably where he's going to make his money. Him and Daryl Williams, uh, the pair of them, are going to be the guys that that get the ball when we're like I don't know first and goal at the five, four, three, two, one. That that's where Carlos Hyde is going to make his money. Yeah, I can see Daryl Williams sort of falling into the role he had at LSU a little bit, where he, you know when teams are getting tired in that that second half, he'll just come in and you know bowl bowl through guys mm-hmm. and then. He could be fun to watch in in some games this year. Mm-hmm. A closer, yeah, almost. Yeah, he had, he had, you know, obviously the guys he was behind at LSU, and then sort of he comes into a situation like the Chiefs and wasn't afraid to compete there. And it's like, you know, that's the kind of guy I'd like mm. to see stick on a roster. He's yeah. not afraid of competition. He's willing to work to to get get the reps and not try and walk into an easy situation. Mm-hmm. Uh. I want to talk about the 
the other side of the ball, the, the obviously the pass rush. Um, Booker Brown has asked, uh, are K Pass and Speaks going to be significant contributors this year? Nope. No? no. Speaks maybe because Speaks is probably going to get kicked inside. He had to play on the outside this weekend because all the guys ahead of him were were out. Mm. So he saw significant snaps. Tanner Passanio was not impressive on Saturday night. Yes, he got a sack, but really and truly he wasn't very good. Uh, didn't generate much pressure at all. I think you I think the wrong way around there, mate. Would you think he was good? I didn't think Speaks was. I didn't think any of them were any good, oh, personally. Okay. I say, um, the thing is, Speaks is not an out and out. He was playing in the wrong rushing. position yeah, on Saturday night. Yeah. He's going to get kicked inside, so he's going to keep his place. He's, he will be able to contribute, ro- rotating in with Nardi and Saunders and, and Jones. But Cassano, he's got guys ahead of him that are legitimately much better than him. And there's a clear gap in talent between him and the guys above. And I just don't think he's going to be in enough to contribute if he even makes the roster. Yes, I thought he could make the roster last week, judging from what we read in Chiefs camp. But then it comes to this game, and he just just wasn't very good. I still think he will make the roster just because he's not costing a lot. And, you know, they still want to see what they've got. I can see see that situation going going ahead, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um... Let's do um, stock up and stock down. Um, should we do three players each or not? Wow. That's okay. a lot. Or, or one After player one each. pre-season game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one player each. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start with the stock up then. Who was the, the player that you felt has, has increased his stock value in this, in this team? So Blake far? Bell. Blake Bell, yes. After, yeah, right, this yeah. weekend's game, uh, everyone was sort of a bit questionable over the sort of tight end situation behind Travis Kelsey but I thought he sort of showed something in the passing game and uh, had a nice block on Hardman's touchdown as well and sort of seems to maybe have separated himself at that second tight end spot mm-hmm. um, obviously I know Lovett went out with an injury so I don't know I haven't heard anything more on that I don't know where that's at but yeah I certainly think he gave, showed enough that he's looking like the favourite for the probably the number two tight end spot right now right okay so you're quite impressed with him in the good mm-hmm. okay Tom do you have any stock value high on any player I didn't think he could get any higher, but Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you oh, you're taking the easy one. I'm, right, taking, okay. the easy, I'm taking the easy out here. His <laughs> stock is definitely soaring at the moment. All these guys saying, oh, he's going to regress. Oh, he's going to regress. No one's ever thrown 50 he's touchdowns two seasons in a row. Yeah, we've got tape on him. No, no, no. He would have scared the living daylights out of everyone how hot he come out on Saturday night. And so I think his stock is even higher than it has been before. Well, in fact, Des Bryant didn't. He mentioned that, didn't he? Saying whoever faces the Chiefs this this year, good luck. Basically, he was saying, wasn't he, on on Twitter? He's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong, wrong about he's wrong about a lot he's, of things. He's not wrong. But the two things he is right about, he did catch it. And yes, I would be scared if I was playing the Chiefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I would say uh, stock value increasing. I'm not going to say Darwin Thompson because I already knew his stock was high. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say Michael Hardman. He really impressed me with that. Um, with that touchdown he had um, just how he planted his foot down and just went for it mm-hmm. uh, nice. yeah very impressed with him and the speed that lad's got, got zoom really zoom excited. yeah yeah legion of zoom hashtag legion of zoom okay um, what about stock down is anybody who you felt mm. is not really had a good game in that and really hit the hit the problem uh, Charvarius Ward 
right. didn't have a great game. It seemed like he was getting beat a fair amount. They left him out there a long time as well, played a, a quite a fair few snaps, and was still getting picked on by the Bengals, which really only had Tyler Boyd as a weapon on Saturday night. Um, all the other guys they normally have in there were missing. And, yeah, it just seemed like he didn't have a good game, especially with um, Mo Claiborne coming in. Um, you would expect if any, Mo Claiborne's going for anyone's position, it's going to be Ward. So I think his stock is probably down after Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to say Chase Litton. Um, I think as a backup quarterback, the most important thing is you can show is can you take care of the football and throw in an interception in a game like that and you seem to be having some issues with the snaps mm. as well at certain points um yeah i think Shermer looked certainly looked more composed so yeah i think he's in a battle to keep his spot as the number three quarterback now yeah yeah, we were quite high on him last year, weren't we, Chase Litton? We were, but we were obviously the Chiefs have stashed him away on the practice squad. But um, they might, uh, but they might be able to keep both guys on the practice. Yeah, squad they're this still year. practice squad eligible, um, both of them. So. so, but yeah, at the moment, you, if you had to say that to pick one, you'd probably Sherman's go with Shermer's the one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go on my stock down. Uh, Breland speaks. Um, mm. He's been disappointing, really, from day one, hasn't he? Wow. Really, and he's. He looks bigger as well. Um, and I mean, yeah, because they're gonna tuck him inside occasionally. He needs to yeah, be, and so he needs to be. I, I just don't. Really, I don't think they know what they're gonna do with him at the minute. I, I think. I think Saturday he really was just forced into a position to fill gaps because there was guys ahead of him. I, I think you're being a tad harsh on Speaks. I don't think he played particularly well, but the guy's only one year removed from dra- being drafted and last year was yeah, he was played out of position so you're judging him he's judging. going to be given time yeah. that's the thing he's n- like they're they going to give him a shot they? so they're yeah. going to give him time aren't they yeah, they traded up to get him so uh, yeah I can understand that but I still haven't seen anything and I don't understand what they've seen in him so far I, I think I think he will get better um, as he's kicked inside and he gets to play in a position that's more suited to him um, going forward but um yeah, he's being Brett Veach's first ever draft pick. He's always going to be Bre- uh, Veach's baby, so he's going to hang around. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, right, I think that's all we've got time for, I think, isn't it, lads? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Not particularly, no. Not thank particularly you Thank you for turning up for a change. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought I'd turn up this time. Yeah, um, no you know, Just give you two a bit of, bit of can we, um Can we book you in for Thursday? Is that okay? Thursday, might be washing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> the receding hair that I've got. <laughs> Unless you guys have got, you know, Ryan Tracy coming in or something. No, 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 no. 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 All right. Okay. We're still negotiating a contract. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting paid, is he? We're not ready to announce that yet. Are we <laughs> we have to get him on at some point. Basically, anyway. like it's like a Chris Jones situation. We value him at X amount. He values himself slightly higher. But you know, we're we're <laughs> we'll hammering we're hammering those details out. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I like how that was like a nervous laugh. It was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if they're being serious. (laughs) If anybody wants a podcast host, please contact me. (laughs) Find find my own work now, lads. Forget about you. (laughs) All right, then. Well, that's all we've got time for for the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, Let us know your thoughts on the Arrowheads Abroad Facebook page and Twitter page at KCTS underscore UK and. From one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon on Thursday.